Well, listen, this is an interesting Scientology Fair Game podcast because we, we have cameras. Not only that, we're in the same room. Right! Biggest <laughs> point. <laughs> Hi, Lily. Hi, Mikey. It's so nice to see you. I miss you. I miss you, too. A lot. Love you. Well, thank you for tuning in and for listening. Yeah, here we are again. All right. I, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me now to focus on what we're supposed to be doing here because I'm excited to, to like, you know, I haven't seen you for so long and I feel I like all I want to do is go, oh, did you see, did you watch this show? Have you done this? How's so, hey, how's, yeah. how's Angela? Like, what's but you happening? act like we don't talk. Well, talking talking on the phone or the, texting and, yes. to me is different yes. than because I know everything that's going on in your life. Well, sort of, yeah, and I know most of what goes yeah. on in your life, but still, it's different. It, it is. It different. just is different. Yeah. It's different when you can look someone in the eyeball and yes. get the the inflection in their their voice and the, the smile in your eyes and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cute. I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> Let's get to it. Okay. You want me to start? Sure. So we're doing uh, viewers, viewers, listeners. <laughs> well, that's because we've got cameras here today. So yes. you say viewers. Viewers like and listener make... questions. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So this is our favorite thing to do. So that's why we're doing this. We're also doing it because it's our listener's favorite. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. And also because if we tried to organize getting another person into this oh, room and not camera, no, it would it. be Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely not. <laughs> We have a love time with just you and oh me. Oh my god! We like, like I just just to get this one light to look somewhat decent has taken an hour. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Okay. Which, which, by the way, I don't think doing a podcast is a horrible thing. I've gotten used to not worrying about what I look like. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like I'm usually wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And now I have these tight jeans on. I don't wear pants at all. You don't. I figure. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. I, I, saw it. I heard it in your voice. I'm, I'm like I'm like Ron Burgundy. What does that mean? Ron Burgundy. You don't know. What does Ron that Burgundy's mean? He's got like a jacket and a suit and a tie and boxer shorts. Oh, the anchor man. Anchor man. You got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting older, Mike. So you're getting younger. I am not. Oh, you have two young I boys. Wish. You have two young boys. I mean, even today, like Sophia was talking to me and she was talking in like code. I'm like, what is that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like she says these words like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Oh, that's And this cap. person's super this. And this person's su- like, oh, this one's flexing. And this one's like, um, like, oh, that's hum- what the fuck did she say? Something about like when you post a photo of yourself. And it's like you're doing it for what's? Does anybody know in this room? Oh, Thursday, Thursday. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> that's okay. Shane says, "Oh, that's cap." What the fuck? That's is no that? cap. What does that mean? No cap means truth. Cap means lying. Okay, in my day, in the eighties, it was like, "Yo, she capping on you," and I, <laughs> you know, that meant like you were fucking somebody up, like with your words. Okay, I don't. Anyway. It's another world. I don't it's know the, the Anchorman jokes, stepbrother jokes. <laughs> like I'm watching documentaries. Me too. Lies. And hacks. And hacks? Have you watched that? No. 
Oh, oh wait, you would love it. With wait Gene a minute, Smart. I did. I did. I did. I wanted to play that part. That I saw the script. I was so mad. I wanted to be in it. <laughs> yes, I did see it. That show is amazing. It's she good. is She's wonderful. She's I remember amazing. her on that pilot. What pilot? The pilot that you did. She was in it. What? Yes. I did not do a fucking pilot with Gene Smart. Did I do a fuck? I didn't do a yes, pilot. Yes, with yes, yes. That one with the guy from um, from Philadelphia. No. That wasn't Gene Smart. No. Yes, it was. No, Mike. No, the person that I did the pilot with was Holland Taylor, not Gene. Okay. Okay. My, By the way, you're just my, like my, my husband, who pretends like he literally says, "Oh my God, Robert De Niro's at the next table." I'm like, "That's not fucking Robert De Niro." <laughs> You're such an idiot. You're so wrong. Like the other day, he told me a story. Oh, yeah. You guys do it all the time. You're like, yeah, remember when we went to that place? You never took me there. That's another woman you're talking about, another relationship. No, no, no. We went to the place with the... We didn't go there. Like Angelo goes, remember when you had a big birthday party and you were brought in? Like by two burly men dressed in underwear. I was like, never happened, Angelo. Like that never happens. He sat his dumb ass for an hour looking through his photos. I go, keep looking, bro. I said, I'm fucking staying in it. I'm not even going to be like, oh, I'm going to go around, the, do some things around the house. I go, I sat there. I'm exaggerating about the hour. It was probably like 20 minutes, but that's a long time. Yeah. And I go, what's the matter? You couldn't find the picture that of something that didn't exist. And you swore I did a pilot with her. And I didn't. I in my defense, I only came to one well, one. But you were thing. you were really I was there and I you was, were really I was acting wrong. Like I will admit that, that you I was knew that very I did that wrong. when I didn't. Yes. Okay. Anyway. And here's here's some <laughs> viewers' questions. View, listener questions. Okay, here's the first one. Go. Are you ready? Yep. I remember an episode of The Aftermath when you and Leah discussed the life of L. Ron Hubbard. In the episode, it was proven on paper that Hubbard lied about pretty much his entire life. My question is, how do current members of Scientology justify the lies? Do they really believe Hubbard when there's actual proof he was bullshitting everyone? Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, absolutely. They don't care. And... I remember when the whole thing came out about uh, L. Ron Hubbard's war record, yeah, uh, his military record. And I remember I went to my handler, Shane Woodruff, and I said, Shane, this stuff is coming out about L. Ron Hubbard. And he said, A, why are you looking at that? That's an enemy to your group. Why would you look at enemy type stuff against your church? And two, th- this is made up. This is made up by the suppressive people uh, all all co- coordinated by the psychs of the world to destroy L. Ron Hubbard. And that's the truth. This document is not real. Right. Meaning the real document. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens too, Lee, is that, well, first of all, a lot of the, the information about the truth about Hubbard is withheld from Scientologists. They right. get a sanitized hagiographic, Version of what, Hubbard's life. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Hagiography? Uh, no, no, yeah, and I'm I, not even sure if I pronounced it I'd right. I'd like to know. Hagiograph. What were you trying to say? Hagiograph. Okay, and what does that mean? It means even if it is uh, right or wrong, what, did you, what does it, it mean? It means a an idolized version of the life, something that's made to burnish someone's image rather than tell the truth about them. Burnish. 
rather than <laughs> rather than a biography. Gotcha. So okay. a made up shit. Yeah, so okay. it's a bunch of made up shit. Gotcha. A bunch of shit made to make it or to sound like he was very accomplished yeah, in things. But ultimately, don't you think the answer is Scientologists don't just don't care because ultimately they think even if Elron Hubbard lies about who he is, they think the technology of Scientology works. So it doesn't matter even if the man lied. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I was going to say, and then the next fallback position is, well, it doesn't matter. He never claimed to be God. He right. was a flawed man. He, you know, the the very fact that he had all these problems or yeah. things that happened in his life, a proof of how brilliant he was because he overcame them. Sure. You know. Yeah. So this is what cognitive dissonance is. Exactly. Okay. And, and that that's exactly what it is. All right. So let me look through my dirty glasses. Okay, this is from Matt. When did Mike and Leah stop believing in Scientology? I remember Mike going on BBC after he left the church and quotes, thank you for that, Matt. <laughs> but at that time, he still believed in the teachings. Yes, I did. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, the, the, I think that everybody goes <clears throat> through this experience of what is it that you... What was the thing? Yeah. Or what is it? What is it that you find that you can disagree with enough that causes you to say, "I don't want to be involved anymore"? And that's not necessarily everything. Mm -hmm. Like at the time, and a lot of this happens with a lot of people. They start out with the idea that what is wrong in Scientology is the people who are running it are doing it wrong. Right. Or they're, they're bad people and they're not living up to the expectations of what L. Ron Hubbard said should be done. Mm -hmm. And that is a much easier sort of step to take than going, everything about this is complete horseshit. Yeah. The whole thing is out the window. Yeah. I believe everybody ultimately gets there, mm -hmm. but it takes different people different amounts of time to come to that conclusion where they go okay not only is the organization shit but so is the philosophy yeah and when i did the bbc which was in 2009 mm -hmm. and i had left in 2007 i was still a sort of a believer in the tech although i was very vocally against the abuses and physical abuses and disconnection and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was still kind of, you know, and I think there's some value in the, the underlying teachings of L Ron Hubbard. Mm -hmm. No more, but. I yeah. And I, and I think for anybody who's in a, you know, a re bad relationship, a bad marriage, a bad job, it's never one thing, right? It's like one thing at the end, right? Where you're like, fuck this. Right. I will not. <clears throat> Uh, you know, I can't uh, deal with the fact that we always have these types of uh, protein bars here in the kitchen when I've asked for this kind. You know, it's it's never that one small thing. It's just, it's a collective. And for me, it was, see, it was going on the internet, seeing all of you leave, you know, the hierarchy of Scientology and how Scientology turned on all of you. And then the explanation of why you were kicked out, quote unquote, 
Um, and and the, and and too many of those were happening. Right. At, you know, and, and the explanations weren't making sense. Shelley being gone, you know, how a human being could be just be missing. Um, and so it was a collective, I think. And then I, I think, like you said before, I think you, you, there was never a real belief in Scientology. It was always the carrot was being dangled. It's going to get better, right? And just shit does not get better. Right. It just will not get better. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a cult. I don't care if it's a relationship. It, it shit is not going to get better unless you make a drastic change. Like, I'm leaving. I'm not putting up with this anymore. And we left. We all left, and people are leaving. People are not getting in. You know, Scientology is not winning that. Right. Uh, they have lots of money, true, but they're not winning the game of uh, clearing the planet, which is their objective, which is to make 80% of the population Scientologists. That's not happening. Thank you. Let me ask this question from Sarah P. How does Scientology explain defectors like you and Leah who have reached clear? In other words, how is it possible that someone could be clear and beyond and not have achieved perfection? How can someone who is clear be an SP? How on earth does Scientology explain this? Well, Sarah, we're more than clear. We are actually operating Thetans, OT, um, which means we have reached the confidential levels of Scientology. So we're way above clear. Um, and the answer I can answer my part is, um, um, how can any, uh, Scientologist of clear and above be an SP? They explain that to other Scientologists by saying, would they miss something on us? We weren't being completely honest. We weren't applying Scientology, uh, as purely, as, as we should have, and they miss something on us. And we're just so suppressive that we got away with it. Yeah. I, although I would, or I would connect it up with SPs. Yeah. I would slightly modify that to say that they, it's not so much they miss something on us as we, we failed to disclose something to them. Yeah. It's always our fault. Yeah. yeah. Like we always did something that yeah. caused, the technology not to work, uh, work properly. Penetrate. And, yes. and uh, that could include, you know, having some big secrets that we haven't revealed or being connected to a suppressive person that we haven't revealed. But also, I think that... that well, I blame my suppressive declare on you. Well... Because I connected with you. I'm, and you're the reason am, for my declare. I am proudly happy about that. Yeah, that's because you're an SP. And if you weren't an SP, you would feel some guilt. Well, yes. That I've left, and now my eternity is at stake. It's gone. No. Like, like I'm going to come back a, a fucking rock. You're a black cinder for all time now. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Because of me. And I will not remember my past life, and I will be completely implanted by the Sykes in the implant station in between lives. And this is all on you, Mike Rinder. That's a heavy burden that I carry with me every day. Well, for you, they, you it, what they, what they would tell me is things like you, like they, and these, that's not even the worst of it, by the way, they have said some horrible shit about people. Like they were doing things to animals. Or oh, like yeah. they, they have said some horrible shit. Um, not about you, but 
with you, it's like you connected up with SPs, Marty Rathbun, and they couldn't save you, basically. And I'm sure they're saying the same about me. And that I was, oh, well, they also would say that I couldn't live up to the high ethical standards of Scientology. Scientology By the way, if you ever want to see what Scientology accuses of, we have hate websites on us by Scientology, if you ever want to go to those. Okay. Why do you never hear about Scientology in the Midwest? Are there Scientologists in states like Indiana, where I live? No. (laughs) That's true. No. Indiana has never had a Scientology organization. Why is that? Um, because I guess two things. One, Scientology sort of stopped growing in the 70s, you know, 80s, late 70s, early 80s, kind of stopped creating really any new organizations anywhere. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of frozen in time with the organizations that existed. And secondly, I think that the the rural America and Bible Belt America has been much tougher to you, accept. You, think, you would call Indiana a rural area? Yeah, is it Midwest? So. You don't think that's rural? I'm going to try and rephrase this. Please, go ahead. Because they don't really mean rural like it's just all farms. Mm. I mean that there is a different ethnic. In mid in the Midwest, I mean, I've been to St. Louis, mm-hmm. I've been to Kansas City, I lived even in Colorado, which really isn't Midwest, but mm-hmm. it's got that same. It's the the coast, east and west coast mm-hmm. is where Scientology has always been big. Yeah, and I think it's I like you're not going to see like a Scientology uh, presence in like in Brooklyn or Staten Island or New Jersey. Like it just. I think it has to do with upbringing. I think it has to do with a uh, foundation and religion and, and family and importance of, of, of an education, um, of community. And Scientology is anti all of those things. And so maybe in L.A. it has a bigger presence because, you know, we're all kind of fucked up here. And like, whatever's like, yeah, I'm, gonna f- I'm into this shit now. And then tomorrow I'm fucking doing the, I'm wearing a red bracelet. And then the next day I'm into some other crystal shit. I don't know. It's just like a different mentality because it's more transient. I think Los Angeles, like you don't meet a whole lot of people. Like say I was born and raised in LA. I'm not saying that there isn't people here for that, but you don't really see that. Like, you know, uh, and I'm talking about LA. I'm not talking outside of LA because you have the same thing. You have people who were born and raised in Pomona and, you know, they're just raised differently. They're not like running, you know, the deep-rooted family, you know, usually grew up with some form of religion in their lives, and so they're not easily plucked into Scientology. Yes. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. Yeah. It's sort of what I was trying to say. Okay, but you said rural. Rural. I did. And like I Indiana, like I dated a very nice boy from Indiana, and I was like... The first time I was going to go there, I had red nails. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to hate me there in Indiana. And, like, the most loving, welcoming, like, neighbors just walked in motherfuckers' houses. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, how, like, oh, is Paul going to, you know, what? what is this? What, what are the Albrights doing? What are, and, like, everybody's family knew each other. Like, just brought over pot roast, you know. Cause we, and I was just like, this is. 
a beautiful thing. Like, I would have loved to have been raised that way. <laughs> Everybody's neighborly and nice and just, it's community. You know, it's right. a community thing. And I think uh, part of the reason why uh, Scientology is so attractive in the beginning is for people who lack that growing up, you know, a sense of belonging, a sense of community. You over my answer? No, I think that's a good answer. Okay, go. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I did write by Indiana, didn't I? Go Hoosiers. <laughs> and fucking know I knew that, right? Right. Okay. There's a guy in here with some very good hair. Me? Not you, Mike. Oh. I know this is. <laughs> I'll take a okay. picture of him. Post it. He's got good hair. What is the role of women in the church? Are they separated or restricted as in other religions? No. No. Matter of fact, women are called sir. Yes. Executives in Scientology. Yes. It, it is one of the things about Scientology that is a little unusual in the world of cults. Mm -hmm. Women are not treated as unequal, except for the fact that there's never been a woman, a woman that actually has run the thing. Right. But- in in general, gender is pretty irrelevant unless you're not one or the other. Right. Uh, but women get abused just as uh, that, and, men do. And uh, there are restrictive, obviously, things. I mean, no matter if you're a victim, if female or male in Scientology, it is always your fault. Right. And women of the Sea Org cannot have children if they want to be in the Sea Org and have been forced to get abortions that they didn't want. Right. But other than that, it's great. <laughs> and the and like you said, I mean. And you I'll, can't I'll, have sex. I'll, yeah. So you got to marry the first asshole yes. who asked you to marry him if you ever want to get laid in Scientology. Yeah. Well, that's And true. you don't even know if they could fuck. Yeah. That, I mean, that to me is the worst punishment to end up with somebody <laughs> who can't fuck in, in the sea or a small dick. Uh, I know this is very sensitive to the uh, men in the room, but you should know this. Anybody who's told you its size doesn't matter, it does. We'll let you know when we break up with you, though, the truth. Okay. Sorry, Mike. Uh, it's yeah. a very sensitive subject. Yeah, really. Are you going to cut this out? No. Yeah. Is that I'm mean? Sure not. Am I being mean to men a little bit? Well, you, you, yeah, you are, but we've. We've come to accept that. <laughs> I'm resigned, in fact. I love men. I know you do. Okay. Just not if they got a small dick. Right. Right. I got it. I mean, I'll love you. I just don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along here. I was wondering how you are deemed a suppressive person. Does the COS has to deem you this way? Okay, let's answer that part. Yes. There are, there is a, there is a, how many, uh, um, on the, the suppressive checklist, how many, how many, uh, 12 points, there's 12 points. Mm. So you have to, um, do any of those things. One of those things could be filing a police report. If you've been raped. Oh, you mean high crimes? Yeah. Yeah. Suppressive acts. No, yeah. there's many more than 12, but oh, there's how many? 12 points that, that indicate whether you're a suppressive person. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's two things. I'm sorry. So Mike, you should post that on our website. Yeah. And I then, will do that. Yeah. So there are characteristics of a suppressive person. And then there are criminal acts, uh, um, written by L. Ron Hubbard, 
They're called they're 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 high crime they're suppressive high, acts. Exactly. They're called literally high crimes, of which one of them is to report your rape or um, a crime committed against you uh, to the authorities. That would get you deemed a suppressive person. And yes, the Church of Scientology, when they say COS, that's what they're talking about. Yep. Um, uh, they're referring to that. Uh, so yes, we have to be, de- as actually called, declared a suppressive person. Correct. Yes. And and in fact, back in the good old days, they used to issue those declares. On yellow. On golden, golden rod paper. And they were the official statement from the Church of Scientology that yep. this person has been declared a suppressive person mm-hmm. and that no other, they're only... Their only terminal, meaning the only person that they, they can talk. communicate with, yeah. was the international justice chief. Yeah, and that's Mike Ellis, who's still yeah. who's still the international justice chief. In name, yes. Yeah. Yes. So the and the second part is having said that, how do people like Tom or Leah work with and therefore speak to other actors who aren't part of Church Scientology or considered suppressive? Well, you're allowed to work with people who aren't Scientologists, but Tom couldn't really work with me. Well, you can work with anybody as long as they're not a declared SP. Right. Scientologist or non-Scientologist. Yes. So if Tom Cruise uh, was cast in a movie that you happen to be cast in, mm-hmm. he would not be able to do that movie. Well, he would get me fired. He would try. Yeah. Yeah. And probably succeed. I mean, let's like face Like Elizabeth it. Moss, when we were at that award show, got up and walked out when we When our in. category was coming up. Right. Yeah. Left the room. And and what's his name? Laura Prepon ran out of the room when I was at Chelsea's house for a barbecue. Yeah, and Von BC didn't show up to an Emmy. Show up to an Emmy luncheon. Thing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's kind of crazy. I you know, and it it it's just that is reality. Yeah. Scienti- and you know, Tom Cruise isn't allowed to and chooses not to speak to his daughter. Because she's connected to a suppressive person, Correct. Katie. Right. There's 128 suppressive acts in that policy letter, Mike. So you, Take I think your you, pick. yeah, you have done 128 of them. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Yeah. Many more than once. Right. Okay. Here's a great one. What? After watching only a handful of episodes so far, I'd like to know if Scientology ever has anything nice to say about someone who exits them it's a pretty easy trend to spot that once you leave and talk about them you get bashed but are they ever are they ever nice to anyone or those who leave and don't discuss the religion ready no No. next question (laughs) calvin calvin this a four-parter mike oh come on hang on L. Ron Hubbard is considered the source of information on Dianetics and Scientology. How is it understood that he came across the information? Well, I, let's, let's, let's take that first. Yeah. How is it considered that he came across the information? Well, in, the, in like the introductory stuff, it's like, oh, well, I was trying to recover from my own problems. I was blinded and crippled in the war and, and I, I studied and I, and I studied all these things mm-hmm. and, you know, I developed a, 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 a system of technology yeah. that worked. Yeah. Okay. Later on, mm-hmm. Hubbard sort of goes into, well, how is, how am I the only one who has raised above the, yeah. the human muck to come up with these well, it's because he's not from this planet. That's what he said. He said, I am not from this planet. 
I came here to save mankind. Did you know that? You're looking at that like, are you shitting me? Did you really say that? No. I did didn't not know, know that. that. That he's not from this planet? That's what he said. Mike, shut the fuck he up. He said, I am not from this planet. Mike Rinder. Leah Remini. I am being 100%. Where does he say this? I don't remember, but I'm going to have to find it and put it on the blog now and the website in order to not be proven a liar. But I promise you 100% he said that. And it may even be in one of those like RJ67. Right, one of his lectures. One of his, in one of his briefings to Scientologists mm-hmm. about how he's saving them, the world and mm-hmm. mankind and this and that. Right. And But he, he absolutely said that. He okay. absolutely said that the reason, and if you understand, and people who've now listened to our episodes where we've gone into some of these OT levels and things, and he talks about everybody was brought to this planet right, right. 75 million years ago, blah, 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 blah. And they are, so everybody's fucked up from that. And But he basically said, see, I'm, I wasn't part of that whole thing. Oh, he missed it. I, he missed it. Got it. Although it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because when he was first announcing it, he said, well, I had to find my way through this and it nearly killed me. Well, if he wasn't involved in it 75 million years ago, I don't know how it nearly killed him now, but whatever. Yep. There's just a few contradictions to be had. In you the think? R- <laughs> the All right. Scientology. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm going to, I want to talk about part four of Kelvin's. Oh, yes. Okay. So he was looking at your, your, uh, who is MikeRinder.com. Yeah. The, uh, the website, one of the hate websites that the church in quotes, of Scientology puts up yep. of all their ex-members. How is that not an illegal website? It's defamatory. Its publication would not be permitted under Australian law. Is the law of the USA so weak? Do you think, do, do you just not bother because it's so laughably wrong? I find it offensive and I'm not you. <laughs> I feel for you uh, all to be targeted in such a way. I'm I'm just still intrigued by the fact that they claim ownership of it. No other religion, aside from the Westboro Baptist, well, I wouldn't call it a religion, would do such a thing. Yes. Yeah. So Good now question. we 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 fight about this all the time. I know. And I, my uh, view yeah, is, I don't think it's worth giving the the time and attention to the foolishness that they put forth. And I do, though, by the way, and I do think I it's worth every second of your time, but go ahead. And my second reason is because it's my firm belief that the one arena where Scientology has perhaps an advantage is in the legal arena. Okay. Because the legal arena is is really controlled by he who has the most money mm-hmm. and can hire the most lawyers. And we don't have the money that Scientology has. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I certainly don't have the money that Scientology has, not even like... Not me neither. Even, even when... And you, I'm an actress. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I'm not. And, I and have if, called lawyers, by the way, and they wanted a million-dollar retainer. And And what they say to me is... You have to prove that you lost something because of Scientology's websites. Right. And, and I can't say that I lost work 
because of what Scientology has said about me. And neither can you. Right. So that's to answer that part of it. When people say, like, why don't you sue? It's you literally have to prove that you lost something because of it. Right. Financially. And, and also, you know, there is a, there is a, in my view, the, the way to defeat the abuses or put an end to the abuses of Scientology is not through civil litigation. Mm-hmm. Civil litigation is, oh, it, I mean, he says, is the law really so weak? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. If the law in, in in civil litigation is is generally pretty pretty pro the organization mm-hmm. and not so pro the individual and uh, the, or, or meaning victim right yeah. or victim uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah and and the the place where Scientology fails miserably is a in, in, the, the, in the truth yeah mm-hmm. it in the arena of public relations and in criminal prosecutions, uh-huh. those two things they fare very poorly at. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather devote my time to the PR and seeking to assist or do what I can to help get criminal prosecutions occurring because that's a far more effective way of dealing with this stuff. I oh hit this from Cat B. Okay. I just wondered what your thoughts were on Elizabeth Moss playing a character who's actively and uh, and affected by children being raped and exploited by adults, and her lines role is literally to fight against people like that, and what it takes to protect kids when Scientology is basically Gilead. Hmm. I know this question comes up a lot. Yeah, a lot. A so lot. wait, I want to just find the que- what our thoughts were. Yeah. Well, my thoughts are people should be asking Elizabeth Moss this every time she's in I agree. And when every she says and when she says like every Scientologist, like I've said in my interviews, you know, you should just find out for yourself. And if I wanted to find out something about something, I wouldn't listen to ex apostate to apostates or ex members. Why am I using that voice? I have no idea. Didn't sound at all like that. Anyway, Elizabeth let me get rid of this cough drop. Okay, Gretchen asks, why can't Scientologists who fair game SPs be sued for libel? Because we have to prove that we lost something. Yeah, we're answering the same have question. To have a libel suit. No, but people ask this several times and I want them to know. And by the way, if I had the money, I would sue the fuck out of Scientology. Okay, there you go. All right. Scientology does not promote education outside of the organization to members, yet Hubbard's fake PhD is part of his mythical origin story. From an outsider's perspective, this is just typical say one thing and do another. But can you explain the thought process from an insider's point of view? In other words, you, the devout follower, cannot pursue something that the leader got to do exactly. Oh, well, Scientology is Definitely, definitely the the study of do, do as, as I, I say, say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Exactly. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard is a is a, a 
or was a, a walking contradiction. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, he would uh, exhort Scientologists to be good family people and, you know, respect their children and their wife. And he had a string of children that he not only abused but abandoned. Yeah, and, and then and said, then, and, then, and then most of Scientology is, this is the most important thing. You'll have another kid. If, if they disconnect or you have to disconnect from them or they die, uh, you'll get another kid in another lifetime. Right. Yeah. And and back at, and in the early days, Hubbard was trying to make himself seem uh, important. That's when he got this Sequoia University PhD degree, mm. you know, or uh, yeah. diploma mill. Um, he flunked out of university and subsequently has- And he doesn't, by the way, have a PhD. No, no, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. He, he never did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he literally failed yeah. at George Washington University, which is the only university he went to. Though he tried to say that he went to Princeton, yeah. but he didn't really go to Princeton. He went and took a course there when he was in the Navy and, you know, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But subsequently, he's he made a lot of statements about how education outside of Scientology is not just a waste of time, mm -hmm. it's detrimental. Yeah. It is subtracting from your IQ. Yeah. That is like making you dumber. Yeah. And that only education in Scientology has value. And like like you said, cognitive dissonance is a a sort of a hallmark of Scientology, as it is with every cult. You yeah. can't you have to you know, ignore these. Yeah. And even when you, but, but Mike, even when you don't ignore it and you say like, why are all this, you know, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't mean they go, oh, you ready to go. You ready to leave everything you've ever known. Are you ready to disconnect from your mother, your children? Done it. You're like that. Nah, never mind. Right. And ultimately we didn't really give a fuck. We were just like, this is what we got to do because it's the key to our eternity. And so, yes, maybe he's lying here. Maybe he's lying there, but you know, ultimately it gets better. And ultimately, you know, the, here are the answers to life. Right. And the the big promise, the big hope is always so big yeah. and so all-encompassing yes. that everything else is sort of insignificant. Just yeah. like you said, ah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if he this or it doesn't yeah. matter if that doesn't make sense or this or that. The big picture is what really matters. The the overall purpose of clearing the planet and saving mankind and going yeah. OT and preserving your eternity and all those things, those are the things that are that are hammered on in mm -hmm. Scientology with good reason because those things transcend everything else. Yeah. And you can always dismiss everything or anything that comes along when you've got this big thing. And even the big war against psychiatry and the evils and the us against them mentality is a part of that mindset yeah. that look, it doesn't matter if does it mm -hmm. doesn't matter. We've got to save the world from the psychs. Mm -hmm. the, the, the yeah, because if you believe that your life is not just about your life, right? You believe you have a mission that you're all important and you're not just. You know, this part, you're not just a mom. You're not just a dad. You want to believe, like, which is being a mom, being just a dad is amazing. 
it's uh, you would be accomplishing much more than being a Scientologist your whole life. But I understand the want to be more important. That's why that kept me there. The sense of community kept me there. The sense of mission that was so above the average humanoid. You know, like these are things that made me feel superior, right? When ultimately I was just an actress making people laugh. And you know what, Mike, that has a lot of value because when you walk into a room and somebody smiles or somebody writes you and says, I watched The King of Queens or I watched The People Puzzler or I heard your podcast and, you know, whatever, like that does mean something, right? And we all have our own thing. You don't have to be an actress or an actor or a musician or to affect somebody's day. You could just be a beautiful mother, a great sister, a good uncle, a good friend, and you would have done so much more for someone than uh, forcing somebody into Scientology. <laughs> oh, absolutely right. Yeah. Although I, I, I do think that something that I missed, and I think a lot of people miss when they leave Scientology, is that grander purpose yeah that having a a bigger view of existence than your day-to-day life is something that is very of course satisfying and appealing and attractive and valuable and that that going away leaves a bit of a void yeah well but but it was never there. You I know. see, we were it all a under a trance. Thing. We were not doing the world any good right. being Scientologists, Mike. But you being a dad to your sons and being a good husband to Christy and living your life is what it's about. Being a good man this life is yeah, what yeah. it's about. And I know, yeah, you, you miss that you're, you know, you're other you're a false a false sense of yourself than you were bigger than what you were. Right. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you know, now I feel like that that larger purpose than just the day-to-day yeah. existence is trying to save the world from Scientology. Exactly. I I mean, th- to me this is this is the replacement yeah. for saving the world through Scientology sure. is now saving the world from Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. No, and that's not a. It's it's something to be admired, Mike. You right. know, like we all in Scientology. No matter how much shit we talk, most people in Scientology think they're doing good things, right? Right. And yep. when we leave, that's who we are. You know, our core person of still wanting to help to make this world a better place is hopefully still there yep. when we leave. Sarah P. Okay, I am in the dental field. And I've been asked to participate in MGE Management Experts, which is supposed to be a training business course. Many of the people who are involved in teaching are Scientologists, and most of the material they use is from LRH. Yet the doctors I work for say, this isn't Scientology. Yeah, that's a line that we're taught to say, just so you know. It is Scientology. Absolutely. And it is uh, to get your money. And uh, please, please do not do it. And I would tell your colleagues the same thing. This is all, you know, they'll say it's secular, uh, that this has nothing to do with Scientology. It's written by the man who invented Scientology, right? Oh, 
Yeah. It's beyond that, Leah. MGE and these other Front groups. management consulting companies that are part of the World Institute of Scientology Enterprise or WISE yeah. have as their primary <laughs> the primary measure of their success mm-hmm. is how many people they get into Scientology. And they count you as Scientologist, just so you know. That's exactly right. And yeah. so, so if you want to keep Scientology counting you as one, and, sh- and by, by the way, learn nothing. <laughs> you want to keep a bunch of statistics and graphs all over your office and yep. make it look like shit, do it. M. Oh, I like that. Why would anyone on the higher OT levels wear glasses? What? Why would anyone on the higher OT level wears glasses? I'll tell you why. Because it doesn't work. <laughs> that yeah, no, newsflash, exactly. everybody. Scientology <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Here's a good one. Yep. KT, why is the Fort Harrison listed on a ho- as a hotel on Google but cannot be booked to stay at? Why imply it's a hotel and not just leave it as another random Scientology building? Um. That's actually a really good question, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that I'm totally. And this is in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, yeah. That, this is the spiritual headquarters of Scientology. This International is the spiritual headquarters. Mecca. The Mecca of Scientology. Yeah. Yes, and I'm not sure. I'm completely I'll tell you why certain you can't stay there. They don't want you there. No, they don't want non-Scientologists there. So why list it as a hotel? Why not? Scientology is always trying to appear as though we're just a- Normal. We're just a normal religion. But I, I got to tell you, yeah. there's a little more to this. Yeah. Through <clears throat> the fact that they have that hotel, mm-hmm. the PR people in the Office of Special Affairs mm-hmm. are members of the- Hospitality Association of the Gulf Coast of Florida. Are you fucking the, joking me, no, Mike Rinder? No, I am not. Hospitality. And, oh, my God. And I can't. There is some organization, Skull or mm. something, and one of the members of this organization reached out to me and he said, do you know that Scientology is comes to these damn meetings mm. and they want to host our next get together at the Fort Harrison. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because we're all the people that own the restaurants and the hotels in Clearwater. And we've got Scientology infiltrating our organization and they're not really a hotel or a restaurant. They right. can't, you can't go there. Why is this abnormal to people? <laughs> Why is this so baffling to people? Why don't why doesn't this guy who had the balls to write you with a whole bunch why doesn't he stand up and say why the fuck are you and people do you know here? The, do you know the answer? You to don't that? you're not a hotel. You don't allow people who are not Scientologists to stay in your fucking hotel. You don't own a fucking re- get the fuck out of here and said, "Hey Mike, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to ask all these questions." Do, and and so do you know the answer? Because I asked that exact question. Yeah, what was the answer? So why don't you say something about it? I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want them coming after me. So go fuck yourself. Enjoy Scientologists being at your meetings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so tired of ballless men world. Sorry, Mike. You're not one of them. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were saying sorry because I was. 
It's just so funny that like we always get these questions like, you know, like that right behind the scenes. I'm not talking about our people, right? But like people who like email us. I want to know why fucking Scientologists here at the LA Payday Hollywood Division. We have a kiosk here. So stand up and say something, motherfucker. Why are you calling me? What do you want me to do? Oh, right. here's a... Here's this this got to be the last one. Okay. Okay. Do you think that Scientology is the reason why Tom Cruise isn't afraid to do all these dangerous stunts for his movies? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Do you think that Scientology is the reason why Tom Cruise isn't afraid to do all these dangerous stunts for his movies? I'm not even gonna answer. <laughs> I love that question. Um, I, I will answer that question. Please do. No, mm-hmm. I do not believe that. And believe me, Ralph, the stunts are not dangerous. Yeah, it's not like he's not doesn't have it's- a fucking harness on. <laughs> Like, like, you think Tom is jumping from the- fucking building to building without a harness on? And then he skinned his knee. Skinned his knee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might ride a motorcycle in, in shots. So and what? There's a lot of fucking people who ride, ride motorcycles every day. Yeah. Guess what? There, there are real heroes in the world. They risk their lives every day when they put a uniform on. Firemen. Firemen. Women. Just, just to, just to finish this off. Yeah. One thing Scientology does not make you mm-hmm. is brave. No, just the opposite. It makes you the opposite. Yeah. It makes Scared you of the world. fearful of the world. Yeah. Fearful. Well, of, you can't even talk to your own father, who's an SP. I mean, or your own daughter. You know what does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. It. it, it yeah. It's the exact reverse. Exactly. And I think that's that sort of sums up the. The entire topic. Yeah. I'm hungry though. You ready to go eat? Sure. Okay. Sure. Hey, listen, Mikey, it's so good to have you in front of my face. <laughs> Thank you for watching this, if you watch this. Or saw any bit of it. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.